Hello and welcome. You're listening to the SPAG Dialogue podcast. Joining us on World Contraception Day is Aruna Chawla, the founder of Salad. Thank you for joining us, Aruna. It's a pleasure to have you on our podcast. Thanks so much, Ignore, for having me over. Salad is a very unique brand that has really come out in the market. It's something that has not existed in India at least before. Just to get started, and especially because we're talking about contraception on World Contraception Day, what was the motivation for you to really get out there and build? salad first off i think it's so surprising and almost appalling that there aren't more women led condom brands in the country uh, i know that salad is only the second which is so surprising because 48% of our audience is uh, of you know our population is women the burden of preventing stis and unplanned pregnancies falls unfairly on women and yet there are very few contraceptive brands that actually focus on the needs of women I am a biopsychologist by profession which means that I work with brands across the country and the world uh, and have them understand how you how their customers are making purchase decisions what is the psychology behind those decisions and how these brands can use these insights in their marketing digital customer journey and sales channels I was working with an intimate health and wellness brand last year based out of the UK and uh, I thought I'd just do some research for the Indian market as well the facts that i found and the statistics that i stumbled upon blew my mind away only 5.6% of the country uses condoms 47% uses no form of contraception at all and that is insane right um, i think on the surface of it you can leave it be and say that oh there's not enough sex education but i think it's pertinent for us to dig deeper and that's what i did last year i m- my idea was at that time before i started my survey that condoms are really cheap right even at the other like even at a luxury high price point level they're super cheap compared to all other forms of contraceptives whether it's a birth control or an iud or a vasectomy etc they are external so there is no it's not invasive at all they don't alter your hormonal structure it's used in through and they're the most easily accessible you know the it's especially in india there is last mile accessibility for hospitals pharmacists doctors etc we're not talking about the quality of them but condoms are available the government pushes for their use so much despite that if statistics are so low and people are preferring to go to doctors spend so much more and have their body go through more invasive forms of contraception it's really surprising right that's what that, that was the founding idea of the survey i conducted over a two month long survey i spoke to a lot of people about what form of contraception they use if at all what other hesitations they have etc and the biggest factor that came out was that although physically condoms are available everywhere there's a huge lack of social accessibility which means that if you're going to a pharmacist or a doctor to ask for a condom you are scared of the judgment that you're going to get from the pharmacist for men and for women both like for women in any way it becomes where is your husband why is he not here to pick it up as if you can't carry a condom yourself right so i think those that kind of social accessibility or that just a terrible condom shopping experience is what my idea is leads to very low adoption rates as well where you don't want people to see you are carrying a pack of condoms or you're going and buying one so you feel that the more expensive uh, more invasive form of contraception where you're working with gynecologists endocrinologists etc is safer for you because 
you prevent that judgment coming into you, right? That was actually the starting point of launching a brand like Condom, where I realized that I have a very unique experience as a buyer psychologist in creating online shopping experiences that could potentially be judgment-free, secure, safe, and educational, and a huge business opportunity to tap into India's potential growth. Salad came out with that idea where, you know, we want to create a world where buying a condom is not a nightmare. We are an education-first brand. So although you can't go to a pharmacist, spend 30 minutes, you know, learning more about the different kinds of condoms, you can do that on our website because we have so much educational content, whether it's about the ingredients that go inside a condom, how do you use it, what are the loopholes, et cetera, et cetera. So you can actually have that kind of experience around in our website itself. I think it is extremely needed at this point of time as well, right? But I think one of the themes that we're also touching upon on contraception day is the fact that a lot of women do not have the choice. And I think what we really need to do is to create a more informed world so that people do know that there is a choice that they do have and how they can go about kind of putting it out there, speaking to their partners, really getting an option to be able to use that choice. And how does one really do that? How does one go about creating a more informed world? Absolutely. So, you know, this is actually very, very interesting. And this also ties into the fact why we're named Salad. And I'll take you through it, right? In my, in the research I did, I found that every single condom brand focuses on a pleasure first approach, whether it's in their marketing, whether it's in the R&D, you know, you'll have things like mutual climax, last longer, dotted, zipped for pleasure, etc. We don't have a health first approach psychologically what that does is when you keep something pleasure first it becomes discarded because anyway the the burden of making sexual contraception decisions lies unfairly on men even though women are the are impacted by it right as women like majority we let the man decide because we're we put, we're either scared to go out or we don't have that kind of freedom or that's quite the irony right because the majority of contraception methods that exist are actually for women and not Absolutely. for men so the fact yeah. that the choice lies with the men is actually quite unfair yeah which means that if you know the man like in majority cases one if you're not pleasured in that experience you're going to discard that product altogether two if the man is not pleasured and that's a higher chance he's going to discard the product and the woman will have no say the idea of naming it salad was and our entire marketing is based on a health first approach where idea our idea is this is not discardable this is not an option you have you have to use this to keep yourself safe and also you know when you make something safety first it it becomes less of an option and it becomes more of a this is a necessity this is part going to be part of our daily shopping list anyway right so our r&d the kind of product quality we have our marketing everything focuses on that health first approach and i think that's really pertinent right through these tiny marketing decisions tiny brand strategy decisions they have a lot of psychology insights that we've built into it. We've done a lot of work in that because otherwise we could have just picked up what other brands are doing, focus Absolutely. on a health first or pleasure first approach, make it like a very cool meme calendar and just made it a really fun brand. But we don't want to do that. The idea is that more, more people should start using contraceptives. Absolutely. And you invest, yeah. you invest a lot in sex education as well. Like uh, just yeah. following your Instagram page, for instance, there's a lot that you're talking about, right? And you're actually actively putting yourself out there to uh, educate people and tell them that, you know, it's high time we start talking about sex and not until you start having it. But even before that, like you really need yeah. to know 
what you're getting into and you need to be aware of <clears throat> all the options that are available to you. Just talking on the sex education aspect of it and when we talk of contraception and sex education together, I think it's very, very important that something like this starts at the grassroots level. Is there something you think that need, that can be changed in our current system, which can actually promote sex education in a way that's more holistic? I think very pertinent point. And, you know, I must mention that 15% of our profits are committed to sex education in schools and colleges in India. We are working, we have a sex educator on board who's creating workshops on different aspects for different age groups, uh, education levels, etc. But it's, I think it's pertinent to understand that our, the sex education we or any brand or any organization in India provides is culturally sensitive. I think the big challenge is that we're picking up Western ideas of sex, sex education and implementing them to a society that may not always be ready for it. So if you know we're saying that explore your body, etc., the whole Western idea of exploring your sexuality, etc. It's not going to be possible in India because we don't have those private spaces, right? We live with families, we share our rooms. So that kind of education is not going to be possible. But what we can get to is, for example, when children are just learning their body parts, we remove the shame around their private parts as well. You know, because they'll, we'll teach our five, six-year-old children that this is our nose, this is our hand, but we'll say, oh, it's pee-pee, we don't talk about it. We don't talk about your vagina. They don't know these names, right? So we build in that kind of shame and na that narrative entirely. And I think these small steps are pertinent. So we may not talk about sex itself uh, at that age, or we may not be comfortable talking about sex itself at 14, 15. I think we should, but only when we get to there. Uh, but right now we aren't in that situation. Parents may not be comfortable, you know, having those conversations at all. So Maybe sex education for parents as well, you know, in terms of how do you speak to your younger children? And we're working on those kinds of workshops. You know, workshops on your, children, your child's a teenager. You yourself are not comfortable with early sex. But how do you have a conversation with your child that's informed and respectful? That's such, so an important, so that's such an important aspect that you've highlighted because actually uh, more than the, the teenagers being educated, it actually should be the parents being educated yeah. because they need to know how to be able to have a conversation with their child. I think every single person today that you do meet, at least in our age group, you meet a millennial. I don't think that our parents have ever spoken to us about sex. Yeah. And I think like, you know, I think like it's very different. Like they came from a very different world. I've I always feel very empathetic and kind towards my parents, the elders, because they didn't have that kind of experience either. So they, it, it seems like they were pushed into the world uh, with no knowledge about sex and they had to figure it out themselves. And they may not be able to, you know, have those conversations with us because they don't know how to. But we grew up with the internet, right? We had so much access to knowledge, resources, pornography, maybe although like, highly debatable how good it's done but there's so many different kinds of education and resources we have that even if we're not highly educated we have some kind of better education compared to our parents so you know maybe with our children we'd be able to have those conversations early on we'd be more conscious of those things so i think like we need to adopt you know a very kind empathetic approach that's culturally sensitive so you know if i was to go to a village uh, school to talk about sex education I don't think it would be right for us at that point itself where the village is quite conservative to talk about different kinds of sexuality. Maybe what we could do is talk about how do you look after your private parts? How do you keep them clean and healthy? If you have urges, what does that mean? Where are babies coming out from? 
what's happening when a person's getting married what are what's really what is that first night mean so you know i think like we need to have that kind of cultural sensitivity as well i mean i think it would be unfair for me as a sex educator for example to go to a place that's really conservative that does not have these options or you know that kind of openness to talk about homosexuality and heterosexuality and say that i've done my part now i'm leaving i'm leaving in an entire village to topple down with those kind of questions at that time and i think that's unfair we have to be more sensitive towards different environments different kinds of cultures as well in that sense because we come from a lot of privilege we have to be we have to recognize the fact that people like you and i we come from a lot of privilege where we can make these decisions but not everybody does and at salad our goal is to ensure that that kind of education is culturally sensitive so that we can extend that privilege as much as possible absolutely in fact recently someone said to us that uh, you know the fact that people complain about side effects from uh, uh, you know contraceptive pills even that is a privilege because they at least have access to those contraceptive yeah. pills which a lot of a majority of our population does not and that really made me think and what you're saying is uh, you know absolutely in correspondence to that and i think that is so important so just aruna this is such a lovely chat but before we wrap up i want to know that on world contraception day you know we are talking about you know informed choice and we're talking about the fact that every pregnancy should be a planned one and that's the that's really our end goal at the end of the day what is uh, your evaluation of the current situation and what do you think we need to do to move ahead and uh, what's that one message that you'd like to give on world contraception day i feel really really strongly about this i read statistics recently that from march to december 2021 there were about 20 million pandemic babies that will be born and 21% of them are unplanned pregnancies that is appalling you know especially in our country um the burden of child care child rearing pregnancy itself falls unfairly on women um i think i've been very 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 lucky that would to have the opportunity to delay a pregnancy to when i am ready for it so that i can focus on my career i can build a life for myself i can make informed decisions about my partner i think that's a, the kind of opportunity that should be extended to all women um and i think contraception is critical for that you know our country will go grow when up that 48 49% of our population can make decisions of their careers professionalize personalize on their terms and not forced into pregnancies and you know have those two to three years of their life at least wiped out of their career options and contraception helps you can plan when you want a child or if you want one at all but that shouldn't have to stop you you have a child when you're ready for it and it's unfortunate that we still in a world where we say all women have to be mothers only then they'll be complete that's not true not everybody wants to be a mother and contraception helps you lead your life to the fullest so i think it's critical 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 for us to at least for the ones who have that opportunity to exercise that option and for those who don't for for those who don't we sh- it's our responsibility to extend that kind of opportunity to them to as much as possible thank you so much aruna this was such a good chat thank you so much for joining the spg dialogue podcast and to all our listeners this was aruna chavla the founder of salad and i am iknur kaur the editor of spg dialogue keep listening thank you for listening if you'd like to tune in to more such conversations subscribe to the spg dialogue podcast or visit our website spgdialogue.com